The economic state of the legal profession, what areas of law have been impacted by COVID-19 closures the most, and possible opportunities for lawyers. Charles Volkert of Robert Half Legal joins us. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Thank you so much for joining us, Chad. It's been a long time since we last saw you in Boca Raton. How are you doing down there in Florida? Great, Lawrence. Really appreciate being on the show today. And it uh, seems like a long time ago we are in Boca and look forward to more good times in the future. Yeah, I hope so. I hope uh, life gets back to normal as soon as possible. It's great catching up with you and your wife. at uh, it, That was the Florida Bar Annual Meeting, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great event every year. Yeah, very pretty uh, facility down there. I can't recall. It's the uh, There is a resort down there. What's it called? I cannot remember the name. It's the Boca Resort, which is a Waldorf property and just historic, you know, grand building uh, that's been there many, many years. Yeah, if you ever get an opportunity, uh, beautiful down there. So hot, hot. Definitely bring lots of shorts and perhaps an air conditioner extra if you need one. So, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, thank you so much, Chad, for joining us. And of course, uh, listeners, we got a special treat for you today. Chad is the senior district president of Robert Half Legal, and of course, our longtime host of the Robert Half Legal Report on Legal Talk Network. And that's a show where he talks about the latest trends in the legal profession in regards to hiring, compensation, staff management, and many more of those those business aspects of practice life and legal services. So if you want industry information about the legal profession, you should definitely tune in. He does a wonderful job. So Chad, I just thought you'd be the perfect guest for this. You know, uh, we've been following all these COVID-19 stories and, you know, the economy is becoming more and more of a story as we get through the flattening the curve process. And so amidst all of these closures, I think you're just the perfect guy to produce uh, some context to this to kind of help people maybe breathe a little easier. So let's start with this. There's going to be some listeners out there that are not as familiar with your company as we are. Can you connect the dots with your expertise? What type of service does Robert Half Legal do for the legal profession? Great, Lawrence. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Robert Half Legal is part of Robert Half, which has been in business since 1948 in the professional staffing arena, as well as consulting space. Um, We have offices in North America and a number of offices internationally as well. We focus really in four distinct areas. Number one, we place legal professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and legal support professionals on a full-time basis with a team of recruiters that only dedicate themselves to identifying talent that's currently working and moving those individuals to law firms or corporate legal departments. We also specialize in temporary placement for legal support professionals on an interim basis. And we also have a substantive attorney and paralegal contract business that provides those individuals for short, mid, and long-term engagements for clients. And then the fourth piece of our business is our global consulting business, where we work with clients in the areas of e-discovery, contract management, merger and acquisition, data privacy, security, and compliance to provide a full complement of consulting services, not only from full-time consultants at the very highest levels, but also staff augmentation, manage review solutions, and technology that creates efficiencies and cost savings for our clients. 
Excellent. Well, that obviously gives you a lot of insight into the various different areas of the legal profession. And so I think very apt for today. So wanted to kind of transition back into it, you know, as our country begins to open up and people start getting back to work and there's been more, especially in the news, a little bit more discussion about what that looks like. And there's been some comparisons to the Great Depression, other downturns in the economy and just As of last week, going into this week, uh, unfortunately, the reports are saying that there's over 30 million Americans right now that uh, filed for unemployment. And that that only counts the people that have filed for unemployment. There's more out there that just haven't gotten around to it for whatever reason. And so, you know, obviously that's a a concerning number. I've certainly lost some sleep over it. It's a, you know, it's very scary time, I think, in our nation's history right now with about a quarter of the workforce out of work. And those numbers are very comparable to the Great Depression. And so, you know, just along that uh, line, you know, uh, contrast that with, you know, obviously that was a dark chapter in our nation's history, the Great Depression, but contrast that to today, there's these opportunities to work remote. So there are these pretty decent sized parts of the economy that have been able to maintain operations, albeit maybe at uh, reduced capacity, but they're able to eke it out. The legal profession is one of those. And so, you know, Chad, you've got a lot of experience uh, observing the industry and placing people in work. And just based on what you know about history and uh, the industry, COVID-19, how is the legal profession doing in general? How has it been impacted? What's the nature of work today? Well, Lawrence, you know, I've been with uh, Robert Half Legal for over 20 years, have gone through three downturns and economic crisis, as well as 9-11. The legal profession is always prepared many times from a legal standpoint to provide great advice and and to deal with issues as they come about. But as I think of COVID-19, though law firms had emergency plans, they never saw this unprecedented type of crisis before. And that, that not only for law firms, corporate legal departments, but any business. I think back to the 08, 09 downturn, you know, as I've been saying for a number of weeks, restaurants were still open. You could still head out to the mall and buy some sunglasses if you needed them. I mean, what we're seeing right now is just all of those businesses shut down, shuttered in place, and not conducting business, certainly over the first few weeks of the of the crisis, anywhere like business as usual. I think to your point, law firms, as well as all businesses, began to work on how to adapt to their new reality and put in place best practices to work remotely. But obviously, the shutdown of businesses, the shutdown of the courts, you know, pushing off deadlines, whether that was for e-discovery, or regulatory type deadlines, all getting pushed back, really slowed the entire process within the legal space down in many practice areas to a crawl. But again, I think as cities are beginning to reopen and also businesses realizing they needed to do what they could remote, we began over the last four weeks or so to begin seeing an increase in legal work and demand beginning to ratchet up in certain practice areas. 
Well, that's better news than I was expecting. So uh, it certainly uh, makes me feel, at least at this moment, a little more optimistic. So you know, obviously reading in the news, if you spend all your time watching the news, you get the doom and the gloom. But uh, let's do this. Why don't we, uh, I got two questions here that I'd like to ask to get through to kind of help some of our uh, attorney listeners out there with. Let's start with, I guess, the gray lining of the cloud question. So in terms of the areas of law that have been impacted the most negatively by the COVID-19 shutdown, what have your observations? been on those areas? Yeah, well, obviously, Lawrence, we certainly have seen some legal departments and law firms maintain uh, their levels of staff uh, from attorneys, paralegals, as well as others. You've certainly seen the news that has indicated, you know, pay cuts, workforce reductions, furloughs within the legal space as well. And a lot of the driving factors are in and around maybe some slowing practice areas or demand. You know, number one is mergers and acquisitions. Uh, Many organizations are now proceeding cautiously with those matters, putting transactions on hold. Uh, They're trying to figure out how to compute valuation of the business in light of the uncertain economy. They're looking at reducing the amount of private equity financing that maybe they're either attempting to go after or that is even available in this current condition. And they're evaluating the volatile stock market as well as companies were thinking about IPOs, maybe are no longer and have decided to stay private. Um, You know, number two, I would say is litigation. Now, again, over the last couple of weeks, we've begun to see litigation picking back up. But for the most part, it came to a screeching halt, Lawrence, when the courts closed and the litigation process slowed for hearings, depositions, trials, all of those put on hold, along with filing restrictions, which reduced the number of new cases. Now that courts are opening up, many of them virtually, and some judges are saying, you know what, you can do all this discovery remote anyway, so we're not going to extend deadlines. We're beginning to see that pick up, but it's still uh, much slower than what had been anticipated in the early part of the year. Well, let's transition to that silver lining. So uh, I do know that there's uh, some other areas of law that have been experiencing a pickup in demand for their services. So just in terms of that, what are some, I guess, silver lining areas of the law that are making you feel pretty optimistic right now? Absolutely. Well, the ABA you know, created a special task force and an online resource center focused on legal needs emerging from the pandemic. Uh, such as the remote delivery of legal services, court access, and rules. And so based on a number of those programs and other guidance, we're definitely seeing demand for legal expertise in a couple of key areas. Number one, I would say labor and employment. Um, not only are legal teams managing workplace matters themselves, but you know also for their clients, their individuals that, that they advise on an ongoing basis, that really, instead of just one segment of the population or a business area, like the financial crisis in 08, 09, Lawrence, it's impacted every single industry that's out there for the most part, even the ones that have been deemed essential. There needs to be advice given on the L&E front as to masks, cleaning procedures, all of the things that we know that are being sort of pushed down, whether that's from the federal government or the state local governments, or even at a local mayoral type of a positioning in each city. And then you start thinking about even some of the reopening 
because first it was moving people out of the offices and the L&E issues related to that. Now it's how do we move people back in? And even at the local level, you may have landlords making different rules or putting different rules in place, all of which need to be looked at through a lens of labor and employment. I would say number two is the banking and mortgage industry. Now, obviously, part of that can be financial needs. Other, it needs to be legal from an area of expertise. But we are seeing just unbelievable demand in and around the PPP loans, but now also the pending downstream work whether that's forgiveness, forbearance, loan workouts, credit card related issues, obviously in the mortgage area, car payments. And so we are consulting and working with many, many banks, both large as well as regional and, and local banks, providing them consulting solutions and a number of individuals from a legal and a financial area of expertise to help them manage that workflow. I think the third area is healthcare. That doesn't come as a surprise, I'm sure, to the listeners, but legal professionals are needed to represent clients and help organizations understand and implement, as well as comply with all of these changing policies in and around healthcare. And healthcare law experts are being sought by large hospital systems, medical service providers, pharmaceutical and biotech companies. Two more that I, I would reference. We believe, um, unfortunately, as you know, Lawrence, going through downturns, that bankruptcy and additional foreclosure work driven by law firms um, and other loan financial service entities will really pick up speed, unfortunately, uh, as time goes on. I think there's a lot of forbearance programs currently, but you know, most industry experts are seeing that come to an end at some point knowing that bankruptcy, unfortunately, will follow. And then finally, I would say in and around insurance, a lot of legal professionals are needed to handle matters as far as claims related to workers' comp, event cancellations, commercial insurance, and business interruption. So we're seeing a lot of that demand begin to start up over the last couple of weeks, and we believe that will just continue on for the foreseeable future. I think that's a great observation. I, you know, I uh, we we did a show on the moratoriums for evictions in California and just kind of staged that. You know, these may be some of the other policies going around the country as the different states react to a lack of income for many folks out there losing their jobs. And so, I think you're right. You know, eventually these moratoriums will end, and then they'll just there's going to be a lot of work on the backside of that if you can hold out. But uh, how about as a uh, as a bridge? So my next question, kind of, if you're solo or small firm, and let's say revenues down right now and you're looking to do a little contract work to kind of fill in the gaps, kind of keep everything moving while you're waiting for demand to pick up, what are some contract work areas in the highest demand right now? Sure. Well, you know, I would say that people with general legal experience certainly can find work out there right now. Some of the other areas that we're seeing and believe will increase in demand will be data privacy and security around all of this virtual work. So if you have any experience in that area, Lawrence, that's certainly going to continue to be and continue to grow in a very busy way. Number two, contracts review. A lot of legal professionals are well-versed in reviewing contracts. We're seeing growth in that demand from the ability to review contracts 
not only prior to COVID-19, but now with this crisis, Lawrence, you think about all the nuances inside of contracts that have never really had to be dusted off before. Maybe if a hurricane came through a location for business interruption, or maybe a health-related issue regarding a specific business, but now you're talking industries across the country in every pocket and every industry, and those contracts have to be pulled out and reviewed. So we are seeing an increased demand for contractors through us and our consulting solutions technology that allows individuals to go through those contracts. So if there's a legal professional out there that has that background, certainly you know uh, jump into that. There's also a number of legal professionals we have found that going back to 08 and 09, really jumped in or started their legal careers in and around compliance-related issues um, as the companies began to grow out of that downturn and the real focus in and around compliance. We know that compliance will continue to be a big component uh, moving forward. And so if you have scope of practice in that area and you understand regulations and are staying up to date on that, that could be very, very attractive work for you as you move forward. Okay, so we're uh, we're running a little short on our time here, so I'm going to combine the last two questions into one. And so, uh, Chad, as you know, uh, these are some tough financial times for many Americans out there, and they may be in need of some pro bono, low bono, or, or you know, legal aid uh, services out there. And there's some attorneys out there. I know a lot of great folks out there in the legal industry right now that are looking to help people with either some spare time or they're just feeling pretty fortunate or just want to do something out of the kindness of their heart for someone in need. And so, uh, what pro bono and legal aid areas are are there in particular need from your observation? And then can we close it out with predictions for where the legal profession will be by the end of the year? Yeah, absolutely, Lauren. So legal clinics and a host of nonprofit and pro bono legal service providers are responding to volumes of calls, mostly from individuals and small businesses, looking for legal guidance on a broad range of matters from workplace safety, unemployment claims, evictions, foreclosures, food and shelter, health benefits and insurance. The American Bar Association uh, Task Force identifies legal needs emerging from the pandemic. It is also helping to mobilize volunteer legal professionals to help people in need with legal services. And we're also seeing state bar associations working with government leaders to set up networks of pro bono legal professionals to offer assistance to the unemployed and underserved populations. As far as predictions, you know, we're likely to see more organizations finally embrace a comprehensive digital work environment with remote work becoming the norm. We're seeing uh, that we're working with in-house departments and law firms, no matter where they are, placing legal candidates with them remotely wherever that candidate is. The legal profession will become even more client-driven as we've experienced in the last economic downturn with client demand for greater value in legal services, and that will continue to increase. And finally, legal organizations have learned many lessons during the past several weeks about business continuity, and they'll put these best practices to work as they focus on recovery from strategies to creating positive outcomes and a work environment, Lawrence. Well, that is great information, and thank you so much for joining us today, Chad. And if our listeners, they have questions, how can they follow up with you? Sure. Anyone can reach out to me via email. It's Charles and then a period. The last name V is in Victor, O-L-K-E-R-T, at Robert Half, 
robertshalf.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-H-A-L-F.com. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. Also, a big hat tip and shout out to Michael Lucci of the Daily Journal in Tupelo, Mississippi. I was able to find an article in the Daily Journal. It's called Analysis. Nearly one in four American workers are now unemployed. Uh, it was a great article by Michael. It gave me a nice backstop for questions. So thank you so much for making that available. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Stay strong, everybody. <laughs> 